Happy Mother's Day to all, uh, especially those who are mothers. If you're not a mother, today you have responsibilities uh, all the way around. Um, this morning, uh, yeah, I want to whine to you a moment. Um, as a pastor, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of pressure days within your year. Uh, Easter, Christmas time, you know, there's some big days there. And then there's Mother's Day, which is the, uh, and so as, as I was thinking about how to share a, a Mother's Day message, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about um, giving birth, giving birth, and uh, how that's um, a picture of the second coming of Jesus. And I thought that wasn't a very good idea, so I chose not to uh, talk about birth. I, I also, uh, um, you know, I had some other dumb ideas as well, um, and uh, so I bypassed all those, and this is what I came up with. I want to tell you that I love moms. I love moms. I love the moms of Bear Valley Church. I love uh, seeing you in action uh, uh, as you parent your kids, uh, as you chase them around as you discipline them. Uh, forgive me if I smirk. Uh, you know, it's, it's just what we do, right? Uh, and to, I, I love seeing, I don't love seeing you exasperated with your kids, uh, but I, I love seeing your heart when you desire for them something better uh, than just running around like uh, some wild animal or something like that. I, I love that. I love seeing uh, moms in action. Um, that said, um, some of you, you have your expectation to me is that I would be uh, this great lover of moms this morning and encourage her and be nice to them on Mother's Day. Uh, that's not my job. That's not my job. Uh, I do have responsibilities here this morning. Uh, my mom is here. My mom is here. And my children's mom is here. And so I have great responsibility. Uh, but being nice to you and encouraging you, uh, you have kids for that. And that's their job. I realize today, uh, just connecting with that, for some, this is a great day of heartache. Um, some of your kids uh, have been pains to you. They have uh, broken your heart over and over again. Not just with broken uh, limbs like we saw in the video. What a cute video. Um, that was such a great picture of uh, the way kids think of their moms. That, you know, Hey, you, you must love doing all these things because you're always doing them. Um, I realize that, that that heart sometimes doesn't, isn't outgrown in your children. Uh, sometimes they create heartache in your life for a lifetime, and uh, as well as other types of heartaches. And and I I want to tell you this as 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 women today, um, why your heart breaks for your kids, why your heart breaks uh, when things don't go right and things don't turn out, and maybe you're not even able to have children. Uh, is that being a mom is a high stakes game. It's high stakes. You know, it's, um, you, you, I watch kids in games all the time and uh, they stand on the sidelines and they go, ooh, that looks like great stuff out there on the field. And they go, ooh, but it looks really hard. Oh, it is really hard. And they say, ooh, uh, maybe I just won't play. Maybe maybe I'll just go away from this game because it looks like I could fail. It looks like it could be difficult. 
And when I think of being a mom, that's what it is. It's a high stakes game. And this morning, as I, uh, we're going to look at the book of Psalms, not the whole book, but um, we're going to look at some passages from the book of Psalms. I want to share with you uh, what I believe is God's plan for moms, His purpose for moms. Why, why, why did He create moms? I know that this sounds sort of dumb, but have you ever thought this is God's plan? Uh, he didn't need moms. He's the creator of all. Um, he didn't have to do it the way he, he created things out of nothing. And yet... Uh, he chose moms, a special place, even above fathers, uh, in their role of being part of um, uh, bringing more people into this world. Everyone here has had a mom. That's, that, it doesn't sound so profound, but it is. As uh, Before we go on, I'd like to just pray and just ask God's blessing on our time. And I do pray that you would be encouraged today, especially you moms. God, thank you uh, for your grace and your mercy to us. Thank you for the blessing of being part of your plan. Um, God, this morning I pray uh, that you would help us to see in your word the purpose of moms and how this fits into what you're doing here in this world at this time. Uh, God, we thank you for your love for us. We depend on your spirit to guide us and to teach us now. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so this morning, uh, you can turn over to Psalm 145. That's where the first passage will be in. If you can picture um, a chain that has five links in it. Five links in it. And right in the middle, the middle link is you, is you. Uh, when you think of generations that you will know, for the most part, those are the five links. Sure, some of you might have a, a six links or uh, and be that third one on this side or the third one on that side, but there's usually five links, and many only have four. Tell me what you know about your great-great-grandmother. Think about that in your mind right now. And some of you are uh, those ancestry type people and you, you have a whole uh, family tree that's lined out and everything and you know things about them. But I'm not asking like, you know, what color their hair was, where they lived, where they went to school. What do you know about them? What is it about the, their characteristics and their character do you know? Chances are, you know nothing. You know nothing. You think about that and you drop that down. What about your great-grandmother? Great-grandmother. What do you know about her? And you start thinking, oh, you know, I, I remember her just, she was very old. And I remember she passed away when I was young. I don't really remember a whole lot. What about your grandmother? Oh, now we got something to talk about, right? Uh my grandmother just passed away this last year, and you know, I could I could tell I could sit you down and just tell story after story. And if you'd asked me, you know, what did she like, I would be able to tell you. I'd be able to tell you. Um, you think about your your mom. It's Mother's Day. You should be thinking about your mom today, whether she's passed away or whether she's here. You should be thinking about your mom today, and why God gave you that mom. 
you could tell me about her, right? You could tell me about her. You could tell me about uh, the way she raised you and both her strengths and weaknesses. And then uh, you may be at a place in your life and you say, well, what about your daughter? What about your son? Could you tell me about them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know more about them than anybody because I was there. I was there. I was there through all those events. I remember them growing. I, I remember those uh, calls from school. Uh, we need to talk to you about your son or your daughter. Uh, I, I remember seeing the fear. I remember what made him cry. I remember what made him happy. And then even for some of you here this morning, your grandkids, right? As you think about them, you think, I know about my grandkids. I watch them play. I, I, I see how they interact with their parents. What I want to tell you is that's all we know. That's all we know right there. But there's something that has gone on before we know. There's people that have come in a line before us. And chances are there will be people that come in generations after us. And somehow God today has put us right here, right now to do something. And for moms this morning, I want you to think about what it is that God has placed you here for. Why is it that you are here for this generation? In Psalm 145, if you turn over there with me, um, it's interesting. I found one of the themes of the book of Psalms, and I just want to share it with you this morning. And it's the theme of generations. Generations. It's why God has given us a mom. And a dad too. But this morning as we celebrate moms, I want to give you a picture, moms, and really everybody, of what your purpose is. What is God's plan for you? As you look at Psalm 145, uh, verses 3 through 5, it says this, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. What does that have to do with being a mom? I don't know. Keep, let's keep reading. Verse 4, One gen- generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. If you look, uh, if you want to turn over to Psalm 89, verse 1, another verse that talks about something similar to this. The one we just looked at, it talked about the greatness of God. And that His great uh, works, and it's, it's wonderful, it's praiseworthy. And then it says... One generation will tell it to the next. Think about that. One generation will tell it to the next. This morning, as you hear that word generation, I think it's interesting that in past generations, many times (coughs) families would have a family business, an occupation that they would just pass down. And you say, well, how did they pass it down? It's real simple. They did it all the time. 
the father and mother would work on the farm. And guess what? Their kids would work alongside them. They were a huge benefit. And as they grew, they they gained responsibility. They kind of did one of these things. They looked at mom and dad and they go, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. And then they tried to do that. And then they'd get corrected and shown. And, and no, don't do it like that. Do it like this. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And, and then the next generation would be those farmers. And for generations, that would happen. Even today, uh, we have a desire as parents and as grandparents for our kids to know certain things. We want them to know certain things. Uh, maybe it's how to hunt or maybe it's how to build things. Maybe it's how to cook. Maybe it's how to do a certain thing and take care of your home. What is that that, that you want to pass down? And the scripture says, great are the works of it of our Lord, our Father in heaven. He is the one that is great. He does great things. And these should be told from one generation to the next. As you look over at Psalm 89, Psalm 89, we look at verse 1. It says this, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I like that uh, because it has that same thing, right? God's great. He's faithful. Uh, It talks about his steadfast love. Um, That's his faithful love, right? Um, What does that mean? Um, Some have talked about moms in in terms like this... uh, little video show right there that moms don't do things because their kids deserve them right i'm glad i'm glad um they display a love that that that's a mother's love that goes on forever there's only one love that trumps a mother's love it's god's love his steadfast love psalms talks about it over and over again that he loves you um, not because of what you do, but in spite of what you do, in spite of what you do, moms included, he loves you. He loves you. And as you think about the love of God and you say, boy, it's great that he loves me. It's great that he loves me. It's great that God is great. And I love, I, oh, that's so exciting. He doesn't, the psalmist does not, in in many passages, you're going to see this over and over again this morning. He says, don't let it stop there. God's not great for you. He says, from generation to generation, he's good forever. He's good forever. And in the Psalm 89, it says, with my mouth, with my mouth. Because God has a faithful love for us, because he's great, with my mouth, I pass that down from generation to generation. Um, some moms talk too much. That's just a general statement. I'm not pointing at anybody. Just some. Not Maybe not anyone here. I don't know. Some moms, moms talk too much. Some moms don't talk enough. Okay? Some moms talk about the wrong things too much. In the scripture, it says, moms, you need to talk. 
you need to talk. What do you need to talk about? How great God is to the generations that are to come. It's your job. It's God's plan. It's why you're here. It's why you're here. For you to talk about the greatness of God. Um, it's interesting. Uh, this picture here is, we don't have to make anything up, moms, dads. We don't need to make anything up. We just need to tell of who He is. We need to understand who God is. And He's great. He's faithful. His love's faithful. And that's good enough for every generation. So God is great and faithful through throughout generations. I have five points this morning, but in reflecting on them, they're really just one point said five different times. Okay? It's good preaching is what that is. Uh, turn over to the next chapter, uh, Psalm 90. <clears throat> So God is great and faithful throughout uh, generations. And then Psalm 90, verse 1 says this, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You've been our dwelling place. As I think about that, there's, there's a lot in there, right? It's a relational passage. It's not just that God has been a, a good friend that's been around. Uh, by the way, as we... Uh, uh, saying the song, um, God of angel armies is always by my side. That's a great mom song right there, isn't it? I hear all the time that uh, from moms that, that they feel inadequate and, and feel overwhelmed. God of angel armies is always by your side. That was not one of the points. That wasn't one of the five. I just thought of that right now. As we look at Psalm 90, verse 1, it's a relational verse that said he, a relationship with him, that he has been our dwelling place throughout all generations. And when I hear that, I, I, I think about your relationship as a mom to your children and to your grandchildren. If God would bless and you would be around your great-grandchildren. And one of the things I hear from parents, grandparents, great-grandparents is, oh, you know, what What are we going to do in the world today? It's turning so crazy and everything. And I'd love to give you like 10 examples of that right now, but you could trump my 10 that the world's a crazy place right now. And you say, what's going to happen? What's going to happen for future generations? Um, chapter 90, verse 1. You've been the dwelling place in all generations. And what I want to encourage you as moms, pass on the timeless answer. Pass on the timeless answer. You know, things are going to go out of style. They are. Uh, you want examples of that? Some of you had an avocado refrigerator. Okay? It's ugly. That same generation had yellow cars, right? Uh, not, you just don't have those anymore. You see, they're, they're retro. Yeah, they're ugly. Yeah, uh, things go things go out of style. Things come in and come out. Some of your occupations, you're cutting edge. You won't even exist in twenty years. Okay, they'll do things differently, and you will be obsolete. Okay, guess what? You have a timeless, timeless, eternal 
answer is God. Relationship with Him throughout all generations. You know what? Your kids don't need to learn how to work a computer. They don't know how to... It's okay if they don't know how to fix a car. It's good if they can. You know, that's good. It's good if they know how to make things. All right? It's good that they know how to be frugal. But there's one thing. It's a timeless answer. It's a relationship with God. That's the one thing that they will need. And you will know they need it. And 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 get this picture. I, I know I talked about the chain earlier. Things that we pass down aren't necessarily good. Okay? I, I, as a father, I don't like that. You know, I don't like the idea that my kids are learning some of their sins or developing them under my model, right? They're seeing me do them and then they're doing them. So as we pass things down, there's really two hands, right? We pass down good things and bad things, right? And what we hope for the next generation is they take those two hands and they chuck one and they keep the other, right? And what you want to be as part of that good thing that you pass down and you look for is you want to pass down an eternal relationship with God. That's the thing you want most. That's the priority of your home. If you wonder what it is, oh, there's so many pressures on being a mom today. What, what should I be doing? This right here. Showing them the importance of a relationship with God. It's the most important thing. Pass on the timeless answer. Number three. uh, Turn over to Psalm 79. Um, I guess what strikes me about this message uh, from the book of Psalms is there are tons of passages in the book of Psalms about generations. Tons. And most of our life, even as parents, is focused on us right now. Is, is our life from start to finish. You know, what, what happens between uh, when I was born and when I die. And that's all that matters. It's my career. It's my house. It's my car. It's my safety. It's my health. It's my security. And you look at the book of Psalms and you you read these generational passages. What he's saying is, it doesn't matter about us. It's about what we've received and what we pass down. Do you get that? And, and, And this life isn't about what we can do, what we can have. It's about what we have received and what we pass down. In Psalm 79, verse 13, it says this. But we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. And what I'd just like to say about that is God deserves your personal praise today. He deserves your personal praise today. It's true that he's praiseworthy from the time before to the time to the end, right? From generation to generation, we should be singing, right? We got something to sing about. But today, this very day, God deserves 
your praise, your personal praise. In our homes, um, we should be ready to praise God. When people bump into us, the young and the old, they should bump into us and we should have something to praise God about. Not something to complain about. Not something to talk about that isn't right. Those things are easy to find, by the way. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, what, what would you like to complain about this morning? Can you think of one thing? It comes easy, right? It comes easy. But to praise Him is something that we need to be focused on. We need to take our eyes off the stuff that's wrong, the stuff that we don't like, and focus on Him. God deserves our personal praise today. Number four, um, just say this, passing it on is everybody's job. You turn over to Psalm 71. Psalm 71, starting in verse 17 through 19. And God's word says this, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the heavens. You have done great things, O God, who is like you. That passage right there says this, we never go into retirement. We never go into retirement. Even when we're old, the thing that should keep us going is to say, God, let let me stay alive long enough that I might tell that next generation. Got one loose. (laughs) Appropriate on Mother's Day. Somebody get that kid. Awesome. Um, Our job, everyone's job, is to tell the next generation. Some of you might hear today, you say, well, I don't have have kids. I don't have kids. I don't have a relationship with my kids. You know what? If you don't have a relationship with your kids and they're still alive, try to chase them down. Try to chase them down. Try to build that relationship just a little bit so that you could tell them. So that you could tell them. Some of you say, well, uh, for whatever reason, maybe I'm not married or I I don't have children. And what do I do then? Find somebody. Adopt them. Even if they don't want you to adopt them into your family, just adopt them. Just grab hold of them and say, i got to tell you something. Super important. The next generation needs to know. You know what? Um, some of you say, well, I, I don't have that close relationship. They're, they're not those people in my life. I want to tell you, th- there's so many people, so many of next generations from you that don't have anyone to tell them. Anyone. They don't have a mom or a dad who knows the Lord. They don't have someone who understands the greatness of God to tell them how great He is and how much they need Him. Find them. Grab hold of them. Say, there's plenty of things I could tell you about life. My my years have given me much, but there's only one thing that I really want to tell you about. It's about Him. 
Passing it on is everyone's job. Even in old age, it says in gray hairs. It didn't say anything about not having any hair. I want to point that out. Do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation. Lastly, if you want to turn over to Psalm 102. Psalm 102, uh, looking at verses 11 through 13. Psalmist writes this, My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. Sounds like me. Uh, Verse 12, But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You remembered throughout all generations. You will arise in a pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. Um, As I look at that passage, verses 11 and 12, side by side, put that God is enthroned forever. He, He is always on his throne and that we will wither away like grass. And what I want to share with you this morning, just in closing, this last point is your life is temporary. So pass on the one that is eternal. Because your life is temporary, pass on the one that is eternal. As you think about the generations, the the, uh, links in a chain, um, you can pass down many different things. You are impacted by the generations that have come. But because your life is finite and it will pass away like grass, the most important thing for you is to pass on the one that is eternal. Three things just giving you by way of conclusion this morning for us to remember. Life is not meant for us. Life is not meant for us. It's meant for God to use us in this generation to impact other generations. Number two, honor your mom today. Honor your mom today. Even if she's passed away, uh, reflect on those things that she has taught you and praise God for them. And if she's still alive, honor her today. Do your best to be a blessing to her. Uh, Try to think of someone other than ourselves and think of your mom today. If you're a mom here today, be a good mom. Uh, Play your role in this generation And the last thing I want to say is your significance is not found in what you accomplish today, but on who you pass it on to. Let me pray for you, moms. God, um, I want to lift up to to you by way of conclusion of this message. I want to lift up to you the moms here represented here today. God, um, they, uh, they struggle with many things. They need you. And so... We ask that you would encourage their hearts today of how strong you are and how much resource that you have for them in relationship. God, I pray that you give them joy. Uh, Help them to see glimpses of the purpose of passing it down to generations. God, I ask that you would grant them great um, clarity in prioritizing how to spend their days here on this earth. God, I pray for those who are hurting, the hurting moms here today. I thank you that you uh, have given them the courage to come out on a day like today. Um, And Lord, I ask that you would heal their hearts. 
I ask that you would not allow their brokenness to cause them to quit, but that you would draw them to yourself and minister to them in a special way, giving them strength to continue on. God, uh, I pray for our church here in this place, that we would be a generational church that is actively, purposefully, um, passionately uh, passing it down to the next generation. God, help us to find our purpose and our reason for living in what you have for us, not in chasing after other things. God, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Mother's Day. You are dismissed.